Last time on Dice Funk... I recognize you, heretic. You blasphemed. You abandoned the church. You were the reason we were burned out of town. You burned that man. Uh, from the dates inside the journal, you can tell it's hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But one of the names inside catches your attention, Erlen. They've been in power in this town a long time. Yeah, portraits of what seemed like the same guy, and we also know he's linked to a, a, a life-stealing knife. <laughs> the hooded figure takes out a flask. And, and likes AC. I better get my fucking weapons, or I will burn a lot more than this bar. And then drops a match on Cullen's body. You throw open the uh, the doors, run down into the cellar. In fact, quite a lot of weapons, actually. But at one end of the basement, there's a superbly locked door. Just like, what's their deal? Like, if I was reading the Wikipedia page, like, what would be the opening paragraph? Of, of this particular circle? Yeah. Um, it would have to be... Beware and take care. I guess we left um, we left you guys in the library, and Jess huddling outside um, another burning building in Stone Root. <laughs> you have to you have to be specific. Which one? Because there are several. Okay, so yeah, we left we left the two of you. Um, we left uh, um, Anne and Leon. Um, still in the- <laughs> Anne and Leon, everyone's favorite characters. Anne and Ronaldo. I'm <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little tired today. Forgive me. I had a long day at work, so my brain's not working as well as it normally does. And I also think actually I'm a little dehydrated because I'm really mealy mouthed right now. But <clears throat> anyways, um, so we left Anne and Ronaldo uh, in in the book repository. And Alana, I was about to say Jane, um, Alana uh, huddled with a, a group of uh, uh, refugees from uh, yet another burning building in Stone Root. Um, so I think I would like to start with Alana today. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Fine. That's fine? All right. Uh, so Alana. Yes. Um, fires in your neighborhood, uh, historically have gone underattended. Uh, so you're not feeling tremendously optimistic that there's going to be much aid um, coming, uh, especially considering how taxed the town fire brigade has been in, like, the past day or two. Right. This has been the worst work week in the history of the Stone Root Fire Department. <laughs> um, but it's, it's during this train of thought uh, that the only home that you've known in Stone Root will be burned to the ground, that you suddenly become bewildered that uh, as the sun sets, a group of people pounce into action seemingly out of nowhere to attend the flames and the victims. So you, you suddenly find yourself uh, overwhelmed with benefactors. Uh, um, those who've fallen from windows of the burning building are finding medical aid. People exposed to fire are being attended to with cold cloths and water, and there's even a few clerics, not in worship gear, but mostly dressed for, for road and fighting, who are committing their powers to severe injuries. 
Um, the crowd of onlookers that, that's gathered has mainly just arrived to watch the building burn, but they gradually have their attention stolen away to an extremely pretty man who you'll notice is, who you only just notice is midway through an impassioned speech to anyone who will give his attention. Uh, by the time you tune in, he's yelling, High time the tyranny of the Erlin family is lifted from this jewel of a city. They're a blight on our neighborhoods, our homes, our friends and families. They beat our backs for our lives and give us less money than the blood we spill for them weighs. You see now that terror, murder, and fire threaten our livelihoods, but they're nowhere to be seen. We must stand up for ourselves, friends. We must learn to look after our own. Uh, and his speech, which comes off as incredibly well-practiced, uh, even though my rendition of it may not be, <laughs> does distract you somewhat from the fact that many of the people, uh, none of which appear to be like a, a, or of an organization, mm-hmm. um, are suddenly also attending the fire. Some of them are even gesturing to, to nearby onlookers, especially the horrified or impotently enraged-looking ones, beckoning mm-hmm. them to, to come give them aid, directing them here and there with buckets, totes of water, and things. Uh, many of these people are actually struggling to bring blankets out of doors and windows, and with legs splaying out of them and arms dangling off to the sides with half-conscious people and smoke with smoke-stained faces struggling to come to grips with their surroundings. But what fascinates you more are a certain subgroup of these people moving swiftly and calmly into the cellar door that you managed to open and emerging just the same, effortlessly moving around the corner with blanketed bundles away from the showman and his crowd, out of sight, before returning in very conspicuous manners, no less than a minute later, with empty blankets in hand. Okay. There's some nefarious-ass blankets. So, can I see what's in the nefarious-ass blankets, or like... <laughs> no, not from not from where you are right now, which I believe is looking after, uh, Faith. Yeah, where am I in relationship to these people? Um, you're a good deal away from from the building. Uh, so between you and uh, um, the cellar door, we'll say um, the uh, it's sort of on the far corner of the building. Like, um, if you could imagine, you're sort of at um, at a, a, a kind of a, a direct bifurcation of like a corner of a building, right? Okay. And on the left hand side uh, is the front door where people are kind of, like, streaming in with buckets and trying to carry people out, and, you know, there's a lot of of, of ballyhoo going on um, in in that area. Um, The man is kind of delivering his speech sort of off to the left-hand side. Okay. Kind of in your direction. Okay. Um, Okay, so um, I'm going to make a perception check to see if I can... um, see where if i can find ronaldo or Anne. okay popular behavior dictates that uh the last fire that happened they were there so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna see if they've made their way over to the smoke which i'm assuming is still billowing go ahead and make a perception check 16 okay um you don't you don't see them nearby um but you do see uh squeak Oh. Squeak has kind of appeared on the scene. Uh, unfortunately, the 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 missive 
that you um, uh, provided, Squeak, is is still kind of attached. Oh. <laughs> Look, I mean, let's be real. It was useless anyway, so... <laughs> I mean, that's out-of-character knowledge, obviously. I'm just saying, yeah. I, don't, not, <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to panic. Okay, so I'm going to take the missive off of him, and I'm going to okay. put him on my shoulder, and right. I'm going to be like, alright, so we gotta, like, find these guys, I guess. I guess we should, like, figure out if um, if the people... The people are carrying the these blankets out of the basement, you, you're seeing people come out of the cellar door with, uh, with like bundles basically wrapped in the blankets. Um, and as you, if you wait just like a couple of minutes, you you'll see one person like come out of the cellar with a blanket that's got something in it, and then they turn around the corner, and then a, a minute later they come back around the corner to the cellar door with an empty blanket that looks very much like the blanket that they came out of the cellar with. So essentially you get the impression that they're going into the basement, they're coming out with something, they're putting it somewhere, and then they're going back in. <laughs> I, I like how the concept of hiding things in blankets needs to be explained in excruciating detail. <laughs> I just I just wanted to make sure that it was that, that we were clear on the subject. Cause I, I felt like I didn't explain it well enough last time. <laughs> Medieval stealth technology. Can I walk around to where they're actually like setting it and see where they're actually setting it down um are you gonna like are you, are you gonna make like no secret about going to check it out or are you gonna try and like uh i guess i should stealth my way through it um okay sure i'll stealth my way through it uh plus five <laughs> nope nope <laughs> no <laughs> All right, so you you take a couple of steps towards the corner that they're turning around, um, and the guy giving the speech kind of like notices you right away, and he rushes over, and uh, uh, in a like in a very beneficent manner, is like, "You better stay back, Miss. It's it's really really dangerous in there. They haven't put the fire out yet. Don't worry though. I I think we've almost got it under control. What if they need help?" I, he turns around and, and looks, uh, and as he turns around and looks, you see a couple of the people who are, you know, who were helping out and kind of, like, trying to coordinate catch his eye and sort of, like, you know, sh- shake their heads at him. And he turns around and says, I think they've got it under control for the moment. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna step around and, uh, like, walk off in a general direction towards like the church but not like like far enough away from the building where I won't cause any trouble but close enough to it so I can still see what's going on if anything changes so you mean like you're just sort of like walking down the street and yeah but like I'm gonna keep the burning building in my sight so that okay if I see something change I can like immediately just turn around and go back um, so, um, you kind of, like, step away a little bit, um, keeping the, the building within your eye line, and, you know, the, the busyness there is, goes on not too long, actually, only for, for probably, like, a few minutes more, and, and you can begin to see that the, the, um, 
the flames that that are previously visible from inside the ground floor window, the front door, because uh, that was where the fire started, mm-hmm. have have like died down a little bit. I mean, there's still tons of smoke coming out the top of the building, but um, uh, gradually you begin to see like uh, um, the 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 your heroes kind of like peel off the building and uh and start like checking on survivors um and at at one point in time uh, you hear um the 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 speechmaker kind of like um give a congratulatory cheer you know and like mm-hmm. tries to lead the crowd in an enthusiastic um praise uh, which the crowd doesn't really go for. Everybody's just kind of like they sort of wanted to see a building burn, and now they're like, "Oh, oh!" So like how people watch NASCAR for the crashes. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but but he uh, he makes a sta- small statement that the neighborhood is uh, obviously quite capable of taking care of itself, and that Erlen's help wasn't necessary, and that we could do without a ruler like him, and learn to govern ourselves, or learn to love a ruler who was truly invested in the people rather than just the profits of their labors. Gotcha. And then you start to see, like, these these people who just kind of, like, appeared out of the woodwork to put out the fire start to, like, disappear. Not in any, like, single direction. They're not all like, yeah, now let's go to the bar. They all kind of scatter. Okay. What about the surviving um, prostitutes? Are they like going off in a general direction, or are they just kind of staying there? No, no. All of the all of the people that they managed to to get out of the building, and and like you know, some of the people that that you managed to warn, um, are uh, uh, are all kind of like you know huddled together on the cobblestone now. A little bit like everybody's a little confused because they were just sort of like ready for their life to burn down right in front of them. Um, and then, like, these weird strangers just came in and stopped it and then disappeared. So they're all sort of like, you know, now what do we do? Is it is it is it safe to go in there? Um, they're all just kind of, like, murmuring a little sort of confusedly to each other. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to go over to them and see, like, if, like, what they're planning on doing. Because, obviously, they can't go back and do that. Like, go back into there and do that. Like what they planned on doing. Okay, um, you you approach the crowd again, uh, and it looks like Hope has been recovered from the building. Um, oh, that's she's good. got uh, a little bit of smoke kind of marring her face, and she's coughing. Like it, it looks like she got smoked out pretty good. Uh, things were a little dark for Hope there. I see what you did there. Hope's back and stronger than ever. I see the allegory. If I could just lay that on a little thickly. Yeah, you really did. <laughs> I know everyone is really worried. I got a lot of. E- I got a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of emails. People were very concerned, but it's all right now. It's gonna be. It's gonna be okay for at least a few more minutes. <laughs> Hooray! Um, and uh, and so so Hope approaches you, uh, you know, gives you a hug, and and says, "Alana, what the hell just happened? I'm confused. Like, what what do you think we should do?" Well, here's the thing. Um, so <laughs> Cullen's dead. Um, his 
I don't know how to break this to you, but his body started the fire. We had a visitor, and they were looking for some kind of weapons, and they were asking for somebody. So I went downstairs, and then they started the fire. So that's when I ran upstairs and told everybody to get out, and here we are. Um, as as your explanation um, draws to a, a close, you notice that Hope looks considerably more confused than when you started. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know either. I'm assuming... Hope, Hope's not very bright. Yeah, I assume. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay, look, the point is, is that we need to go somewhere else. We need to either A, wait for Tamsin and Quips to come back, or B, we need to friggin' figure out what our next move is, or if there's somewhere else we can go, which, judging by how things usually go, probably not. So, does anyone have any bright ideas, or am I actually the smartest one of them? Yeah. Oh, God. Why do I keep finding myself in these situations? <laughs> um, all right, look, here. Because you keep hanging out with NPCs. Seriously, <laughs> I gotta stop it. Um, here's what you're gonna do. You guys are going to stay right here, and if Tamsin and Quips come back, explain to them that the friggin' twist burned down. Okay? You guys got that? Is that good for you? Can you explain that at least? Um, Faith looks at you kind of like with a sarcastic expression and says, please. Okay. So, wait for them here. I'm going to go look for them. I'll be back. I'm going to take a direction. I guess I'll go towards the church and see if I can find them. Like, be on the lookout for them. All right. You're heading towards the church? Yeah. Okay. Um, do, do, do. Um, as you, as you walk away from the crowd, uh, you can hear, uh, like, a couple of uh, your coworkers start, like, complaining to each other and be like, um, well, I think it's probably fine to go back inside again. Yeah, you know, you know, like I'm not sitting out here in the cold night and and uh, yeah, there's there's a little discontented murmuring and whatnot. <clears throat> Some of them are still asking questions of each other, like you know, who were those people? Where the hell did they come from? Someone's like, what the hell did they grab out of the basement? Um. And yeah, like, there's just, everybody's kind of, like, moaning and bitching and still really confused about what the hell just happened. So, uh, um, you make your way towards the church. Meanwhile, across town, <laughs> um, so, uh, the two of you, Anne and Ronaldo, uh, are still in, in the book repository. Um, each with a tome in your hand. Anne, holding a book called A Geological Survey of the Kaldu Region, um, by an author named Cal Ephelis. And Ronaldo, you're holding a book called A Study of Colloquial Religions of the Kaldu Region, um, by a group called the Petura Institute. Okay. I read it. <laughs> I just read, I just devour it. We read the hell out of these books, Johnny. Right. Uh, yeah, you guys are gonna like you just you're just like oh fuck it. It's been so long since I had a good read. Well, if he if he thinks it's important, then he's gonna read it. You know how in most D and D campaigns they like murder the shit out of orcs with yeah. like, reckless abandon. Mm -hmm. We're doing the the book reading equivalent of that. Oh god damn it! 
does. Right. Man. Ronaldo speed, speed reads through this book, and then you can tell me what he learns at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> I assume this is related to what we're doing, and it's not just a random book. <laughs> well, do you guys, do you even remember why you're in the book repository? Yes, yes, we're looking for uh, information about the thing. You're looking for information <laughs> about Gorfanax. Yeah, I know. Just, like... A.K.A. the thing. A.K.A. Tell me what's in the book, okay? Okay. I, I, you don't have to read it to me. Who wants to go first? Me. I called it. Oh, you mean you don't want me to read, like, the 70-page the treaties I wrote on uh, the geological complexities of... No? Uh, you want the Coles notes? Uh, God, man, you're so I write, I, do, okay. I write so much flavor text for you guys, you never get to it. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I don't have time for that. I mean, at this point, you should know better, Johnny. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leon, uh, the book that you, you're browsing through kind of reads more like a history textbook than than uh, like a, a, a current kind of like explanation of mm-hmm. of these colloquial religions. Um, as as a result, like at the very beginning, there's a bunch of acknowledgments and things like that. Uh, <laughs> so you come across references to testimonials from Killian Erlin, um, Becky Pirapipi, uh, and subsequent <laughs> mentions of Lucas and Malcolm Erlin both. Um, most of the book uh, discusses religions uh, in the area, uh, small chapters dedicated to passing groups, cults, and things like that, either rising in power through times of economic trouble and waning in times of plenty, um, indigenous groups rising up against uh, uh, structures prepared to rebut them, uh, and even one or two kind of wrapped around the short-lived uh, love of some opportune messiah whose rise to power or fall from it kind of follows cliché so closely it's hard to believe that it even uh, warranted belief. Okay, here's, here's, what, here's what I want to say, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Let's just for say that I have control-F'd this book <laughs> and I've typed in Gorfanax. Okay. All right, you don't want okay. No extra details for you. No. Um. Uh. The the only reference to Gorfanax that you get comes uh, uh in accordance to a group called the Caldu Covens. I'm writing this down. How do it has it spelled? Uh, C A L D H O U G H. Caldu Covens. Okay, got it. I feel like I'm being like punked. Like if I say it really fast, it will say something dirty. Uh, but I'm not getting it yet. So, okay, so I found the cult of Kaldu, and what does it say? Um, that they're not witches, um, or even uh, interested in occult practices, but um, at p- certain times they've mentioned, uh, they had mentioned the name Gorfanax. Okay. Not witches sometimes say Gorfanax. <laughs> <laughs> I got like, more if you want me to read it, but you're controlled effing through this thing. I don't know how much detail you want here if it's relevant to gorfanax he wants to know about it well don't okay is that like relevant in in terms of what i think is relevant as the writer of the the plot or you know (laughs) relevant as in like if it doesn't have gorfanax in the sentence you don't want to hear it (laughs) if we're not all right all right here here here's what i'm gonna do now this is what i'm doing johnny i'm gonna roll for uh what what is what is the closest um skill related to uh reading comprehension that might just be an intelligence or wisdom check. I would probably say intelligence. Nine. So tell me, based on Ronaldo's completely average role, what he has gleaned from this book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna like sit here and t- make this whole episode about Ronaldo reading a book because that's what we did last time. 
So just- I, I know. I'm just like, like, okay, I have a paragraph here. Do you want me to read a paragraph? Read the paragraph. It's like a quarter of a page. Go ahead. I want to get out of this library. Go. So you, you skip right to the end of the book. You're just like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did the butler do it? Uh, it's near the end that that uh, an unusually lengthy chapter uh, about the Caldew Covens uh, pops up. You you say lengthy because while skimming through the first part of the book, you notice that m- most of the stuff is actually really short. Um, so yeah, it makes clear that they the groups uh, the Covens aren't groups of witches or are proven to be interested even in occult practices. Uh, they only ever move around in small groups of permanent membership of 10 to 20 and seem to operate independently, but always spoke to outsiders kind of with unified opinions uh, 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 and a likeness. They referred to uh, uh, Gorfanax um, uh, in, in very vague terms as though it were something that was around, but also gone. Gone but not forgotten. Never forget. It, it not even not in a not in a gone but not forgotten. Kind of like uh, I don't know, like like an absent parent or something like that. You know, like like it's it's still their house, but you never see them. Get Gorfinex went out to get some cigarettes and <laughs> never came back. Yeah, each group never claimed to speak for their entire people, but any encounter that's recorded um, from the people that they, um, the Petura Institute investigated, um, met with the same hospitality, respectful demands, and insistences of, of certain distances from their uh, uh, practices. They were very protective of their routines, rituals, as well as their land. Uh, strict about love for the area that they had settled, and while generally gentle to outsiders, their protective nature could take over at the snap of a twig leagues away if they heard it. Um, they never got particularly violent, but were always firm and in- indicated that they would be ready to engage it. Uh, the land they described did not belong to them, but to someone else and had to be protected. Uh, the chapter concludes, though, that the Caldo Covens disappeared rather suddenly, if the writings passed to the Petura Institute are to be believed, and it's clarified that much of this is thankful to the honorable donations and cooperations of the Erlen family, and that hopefully it will be of use to universities and hobbyists alike. Oh my god. Um, does Renaldo find anything in the book about the Orb of Gorfinax? It, there's nothing about the Orb of Gorfinax in there. Ronaldo closes the book and throws it across the room, <laughs> and then he, then he stands up and goes, Ugh! Take <laughs> and, that, reading. And that is what he does. Uh, and if you want to read and tell me what you've read, uh, that's cool. I was reading while he was reading. Yeah. Those are- yeah. Okay. Um, you're a little you're a little dismayed, Anne, that there are no pretty pictures in the book that uh, Ronaldo shoved into your hands and said, hey, read this. Oh, I do like pictures. Yeah. By the way, as this is happening, Ronaldo has left the immediate reading area and is starting to walk around. I'll get to what I'm doing later, but uh, go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, first looking at the book, Austin, you kind of feel like you're in store for a real snooze fest because it's a book called A Geological Survey of the Kaldu Region. Um, until when you open the first, like, when you open up the cover, uh, and re- it reveals that the author of the book, Cal Ephelis, um, notes that it was commissioned by a Jacob Erlen. There's so many of these fucks. Um, the survey book is easily the newest book of the three that were sitting on the shelf. Um, like, it's in the best shape. Um... 
but there's some notes written in the edges and faded handwriting, like mostly illegible. Uh, the book describes mostly porous soil in the region, very little <laughs> substance underneath, unlikely to support any real weight upon it, with small hints at large possible caverns under the surface. Uh, the general gist is that the bluffs of the Kaldu region are utterly unfit for settlement, and generally express amazement and confusion as to how the settlers of the area have managed not to die in terrible landslides. You do find a, a particular passage uh, when mentioning the settlers that um, that Jacob Erlin very specifically had asked them to note any uh, uh, structures in disrepair in the area, um, you know, temples, stone monuments, anything along those lines that uh, had references or inscriptions to the writings, of, like to the name Gorfanax on it. But um, by and large, uh, the the surveyors, the the um, uh, uh, Caliphelis, um crew, um, decided that that really wasn't much their job. Uh, although they did note that there were some unusual, small religious style structures in the area, um, it was kind of beyond their knowledge. And whether or not these things had to do with Gorfanax was kind of beyond their archaeological and linguistic skills. So basically, this uh, whole region is like real shitty, and it, no one would be able to live here if it weren't for like something shady going on. Anne's Anne's not that bright. Um, what she gleans from the book is is that the city should be impossible. Yeah, I mean, we when we went to um... and and you get scared that like everything's gonna fall apart like right now. You get you get a little like you're gonna drop off into the ocean. You're sort of like, uh oh. Like when we went to Rotswald, they were like, oh yeah, like every, everywhere else around here is shitty, but we're prosperous. It's really you know good thing we have this creepy school, you know. So like, I I can understand what's going on in in a broader sense as far as like why would someone align with a demon to live <laughs> to live here? Um, but yeah, so I'm reading that and. Ronaldo throws his book across the room and walks away? Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to go after him. You go after him. Okay, Um, I search for, uh, uh, while Anne was reading, because I want to be, like, alone away from Anne for a minute. Um, mm -hmm. While Anne was reading, uh, Ronaldo tries to find bunks. Does he find bunks? Um, you go back to the area in which, like, you, you first encountered bunks. Yeah. He is not there. Okay, can I roll to find bunks? Roll to find bunks, Leon. Okay, what am I rolling for? Um, I guess that would be... I mean, if you're just looking with your eyes, perception, if you're trying to use some kind of, like, tracking, that's survival. No, uh, no I'm, 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 I'm looking with my, my head holes. Your eye holes? <laughs> you don't see shit! I got one. <laughs> uh, you have nothing. trouble, you have trouble finding your own ass. Right. We've had two botches in this episode. Yeah. I think I think Roll Twenty's trying to tell us something. Okay, um, Ronaldo just looks really upset. Uh, like he's not crying, but in inside he's screaming. Uh, so that's what uh, is going on right now. And then he just kind of slumps against one of the bookcases, and he just looks defeated. Um, uh, Anne kind of like pads up to you. So what do we do now? Like, like, okay. First of all, we're just gonna share what we read. Like, let's yeah. not. Yeah, we don't have to rehash that. Yeah. Do do do. It happened. Do you have a plan if if uh, there's gonna be like the meeting in the quarry tonight where they trade 
Ulick for the those Gorfanax items. Are we gonna like go there and try to to help or watch or something? Or yeah, my we- all right. Look, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to Gorfanax. So here's what let's do. We're going to go there at night and we're gonna hide and we're gonna watch things happen. And then should an opportunity present itself, we will do something. But if not, then I, I, I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. At, at this point, you know, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not here for reading, and yet here I am in a library looking for a librarian who is apparently invisible. Uh, you know, so he was a jerk anyway. Forget about him. Well, good. I mean, I guess. All right. So I don't know. You want to get out of here? Yeah, I guess we should go sneak into the quarry now. All right. Because it's getting late. Yeah, let's get, let tell you what, let's go, should we go in the quarry and, like, hide behind a big rock, or should we wait? <sighs> let's go check it out first. We don't know if that, what kind of security. All right, let's just go to the quarry. Yep. Okay. Um, upon your exit of the library, you notice the sun has dropped, uh, and that it's it's officially nighttime. Uh, by now. The city itself, though, is kind of wrapped up in a furor in front of you. Uh, there's a small contingent of smoke-ridden women and men parading in Light's Landing in front of you. Um, there's a bit of a crowd bustle about them, but not I- exclusively uh, uh, limited to them. Uh, night has seemed to have brought a lively discontent to the area. <clears throat> um, one of the paraders uh, approaches you and hands you both small cloth badges, um, there's, there's a crude painting of a flame on each one, uh, and she says, you're with us, right? And then returns to the parade. Uh, you notice the signs are mostly about the stress, danger, and lack of resources at the Stone Root Fire Attendance Volunteer Group, <laughs> who appear to have had a sudden upshoot rate of casualties and are feeling quite dismissed about the removal of extra support to deal with, uh, 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 uh support from them to deal with the missing young lord when more pressing matters matters affect the well-being of the city. I mean, he did say there would be consequences for actions, <laughs> so... <clears throat> uh, here's the other thing, is that you notice that in contrast to when you went into the library, the acrid smell of smoke uh, and a few distinct impressive plumes of it accentuate uh, um, this the point of their discontent, given the fact that many of these protesters aren't alarmed by these plumes of smoke at all. One of these comes from the area of town uh, uh, Leon knows as uh, the, the neighborhood in which the twist exists. And the other much, much larger one comes from the long pole. Okay, that one's not mine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking the fall for that one. What do you mean you're not taking the fall for what one? <laughs> <laughs> for the for the what the smoke coming from the building I didn't set on fire. Okay, so so you stand you're standing at the top of the the library repository steps and you point the direction in the one that the twist is smoking from and you go, that's that's not that's not on me. I that was not me. I didn't do it. I'm not loudly announcing it. I just said it as a joke because this is a fucking show. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Ronaldo looks at at the smoke and he says. You think that would... Well, he sees the direction it's in, but does he know it's the twist? No, but uh, you're sure it's the neighborhood. Okay. And he just... Ronaldo kind of looks, and then his eyes squint a little bit, and then he whispers in a a tone that only he can hear, and he says, Let it burn. 
And then uh, didn't you? You said you and Alana agreed to meet outside the twist in like two hours, right? Like, yeah. Anne doesn't know that, but at this point, I feel like there is a justification for you going over there because we still have a couple hours. If it's just getting dark, the the meetup is at midnight. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo just kind of sits there and thinks of her a minute because now he's thinking there's danger over there. But then he, then he, all right, all right, Johnny, let me ask you this. This is something mm. Ronaldo would probably know having walked around town a lot. Can mm. he get to the twist and then get to the quarry in time? Yeah. Okay. Then, then Ronaldo yeah. explains what's going on to Anne and says we should go to the twist. At this point in time, it's, it's probably about like eight, nine o'clock, you know, okay. like we're, we're talking, we're talking sunset has just kind of happened and, and it's only newly twilight. Uh, you can probably get to the twist in about an hour, and it's like forty-five minutes away from the quarry. All right, okay. so we we go we go pick up Alana. All right, and I just I want to make this like absolutely clear, yeah. guys, that mm-hmm. the plume of smoke coming from uh, the long the direction of the long pole is way bigger than one <laughs> building being on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you burned down a neighborhood. You set off the Chicago fire. I mean, look, it's too late to worry about that now. What's what's done is done. Uh, It might still be going on. (laughs) It's like they might not have put it out yet. This might might be like the Springfield Tire Fire, where it just goes on. (laughs) Have fire hydrants been invented yet? (laughs) No. Pretty sure no. Um, Ronaldo, just we 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 go. That's my plan. (laughs) We go. Yeah, let's just go. Let's go. We got. We have to accomplish something, or I'm not going to have an episode description. (laughs) Yep. Okay, all right. Um, so you guys start heading off in the direction of the twist. Because, um, Alana, you've left the twist, haven't you? And you're yeah. headed towards the church, right? Yeah, I mean, can I, like, do I see, like, when I'm leaving the twist, do I see the other giant thing of smoke, like, in fire and shit? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the closer you get to the church, the the more apparent it it comes to you that there's another extremely large fire in in the neighborhood. At this point, we're setting up map markers. Like, this is a Ubisoft game. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fire, and there's a fire, and there's a fire, and there's where we crush something. That's how we mark all the important locations. There you <laughs> By go. destroying them, utterly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go through that, uh, closer to that bigger fire, because, like, what the shit? <laughs> there's a giant fire over there. Um, okay, so as you get closer and closer to the, th- at this point in time, apparent giant plume of smoke um, that uh, the closer you get to appears to be like several plumes of smoke that have all just conjoined into like one big plume of smoke party, <clears throat> you start to see more and more panicked people um, hauling like carts and satchels full of like possessions and things like that. Um, moving uh, away from it. Uh, And one bystander, one onlooker, even kind of stops you as you're wandering closer and closer to it and says, you don't want to go there. He sort of, like, grabs you by the arm and says, you really really don't want to go there. Why? What's wrong? What's happening? He says, like, a building just caught fire this evening. Nobody knows how it started, but... uh, And... The whole neighborhood's burning up. They can't stop it, and it's spreading. The gates are still closed at the front of the city, but we we can't get out. This whole town is gonna burn. Oh crap! Um, that that's one way to to kill all the bad guys. 
Yeah, all the bad guys are also in the other town. All right, I'm going to go back to the twist, and now with this new information, I obviously have to tell the other prostitutes that we need to find a way out of the city. Okay. We just have to, because if it's going to come through the... Because I'm assuming, with the exception of the quarry and Lord Erland's house, the rest of these places are pretty much made of wood, with the exception of maybe the church as well. In my mind, um, the sky is filling with smoke that's shaped like Anne's face. <laughs> I really hope this whole campaign ends with a, like a one-on-one sword fight on top of the last building in Stoneroot as the whole city below is on fire. That'd be some sweet fucking shit. Oh my god, the fan art would write itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so... I'm gonna go back to the yeah. Uh, you're a little you're um, you're closer to the twist, Alana. So what what winds up? You arrive um, and you discover that um, the people that you had left on the street um, appear to have moved back into the building. Um, you can tell this because now that it's dark, there are lanterns on upstairs and everything. The front door is open. There's there's people kind of like waving cloths out windows, trying to like dispense with the smoke you know people are are going around picking up broken glass and you know trying to put the place back in order uh you're also seeing a couple of like regular customers sort of like wander up expecting to get a drink and then see all this like broken glass and like you know burned wood and like you know smoke still kind of like it's not uh, it's not Pluming terribly at this point in time, but it's obvious that the building is still kind of smoldering a little bit. And they're kind of like stepping up to it and then stopping, sort of looking around as if like, is is it okay? Can I? And then like hesitantly sort of like walking inside the door. Um, nobody's turning them away. Everybody's bringing them in. Um, and uh, just as you're about to step towards the front of the building... Um, uh, Ronaldo and Anne appear on the scene. Okay. So, um, is AC, like, the person who, that, I, I would know out of character that would be AC, but is that a man or a woman that I saw over Cullen's body? Uh, you did not get close enough to, to determine that. You definitely, in the episode, you can go back and listen. She asks, if it's a male or female voice. Yeah, and you, you heard the female. female, you heard the female voice. It was, okay. it was, it was definitely, it was a womanly voice. Okay. Um, but by looking at the character, you wouldn't be able to tell visibly. The only indication that you have of the gender, uh, of the, the person was, was the, the voice. All right. I'm going to look at Ronaldo and I'm going to go, okay, so some crazy lady came here and killed Cullen, and fucking set the twist on fire, and I had to tell all the girls to get the fuck out, and then, like, all these motherfuckers took blankets and went into the cellar, got some shit, went around a corner, put it all down, and then went back and got some more shit, and honestly, I have no idea, and why the fuck is that over there, and I'm gonna point in the general direction of the giant-ass fire, happening, because apparently the entire City's gonna be on fire eventually, and I need to get those girls out of the city. We were at the library, so we don't know anything about any of that. Ronaldo, like, does, like, the <laughs> slowest head turn to a man, <laughs> and then turns back to Olana and says, yeah. So, do you want to go follow the blanket people, or do you want to come help us? Why, what are you guys doing? So, uh... The Stone Rotten are going to trade 
the Lord's son for a bunch of money and some weird religious artifacts at the quarry at midnight. That doesn't make any sense. I don't. It doesn't need to. <laughs> well, no, the Stone Rotten is the gang, right? Is the gang that I work for? Yes. I, I guess. I guess. Okay, whatever. I'm going to look at them and I'm going to be like, okay, they don't have Lord Erlen's son. Everybody's been looking for him. I, listen, it's happening. Do you want to come with or not? Look, Alana, let me let me tell you something right now, okay? Um, here's the situation. The twist is weird, and you gotta get out of there. They're sex slavers. You're gonna need a new line of work, and may I recommend adventuring? It pays well, there's safety in numbers, and we loot who we kill. Just Just come with us, okay? I kind of give him the oddest look, like, <laughs> I just... He just called the twist a weird place, and I just kind of look at him, and I go, says the guy who was doing the Ronaldo. Well, I had to, and uh, if I may say so, it worked. Oh, I did the Ronaldo. I did it hard. So. Gross. Look, who's gonna, sure, but who's gonna tell the girls <laughs> that they need to leave? Just, like, give them a hand signal, and tell, tell them to go, and then we'll go. There's, I mean, there's nothing we can do. We're all, they've locked the city down. That's just, it's just nothing to be done for that right now. Okay, fine. Do you need weapons? <laughs> yeah. I saw weapons in the basement, right? In the yep. cellar? I'm gonna look at Ronaldo and I'm gonna be like, yo, don't we need to be, like, armed or something? I'm armed. Did you happen to see two morning stars and two hand axes down there? There was just a bunch of weapons in the basement, I don't know. <sighs> But if they were lit on fire, they wouldn't have burned because they're made of steel, right? Can, am, I, am I able to go in there? Because that, that place doesn't like me. You're not in disguise anymore, are you? All right. How about I say this? Uh, can we just do this super quick? And, and uh, Ronaldo says, hey, um, Alana, can you go in there and check to see if they have two morning stars? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll go in the basement and see if they have two morning stars. Johnny, do they have more two morning stars? Okay. Um... <laughs> Alana, you get into the basement and discover that absolutely every single weapon in the basement has been picked clean. They're all gone. Okay, never mind. I come back and I go, well, if you had morning stars, they're gone now. Ronaldo says, damn. And then we then we go. Yeah, his. I gave him a weapon. He's fine. Yeah, I guess I have stuff. Let's go to the quarry and see how that situation is. I just want to mention, Jess, you're a little curious because there were a shit ton of weapons in that basement. <laughs> Yeah, no, you told me when I went down there the first time that mm -hmm. there was, like, a fuck ton of weapons, so kind of like... Yeah, it's almost as if they got moved inside of blankets. I know, it's weird, right? Oh my god, we have to accomplish something. <laughs> Jesus. Alright, come on, let's go. Okay, a lightning strikes all three of you at the same time, and you suddenly come down with amnesia. <laughs> We're free! <laughs> Honestly, uh, one of the things I was going to do, I was going to find Bunks and ask him if he knows where the Orb of Gorfanax is. And if he says yes, then good. And if he says no, I was going to grab him and be like, who are you working for? But um, that didn't <laughs> he, happen. I mean, he did tell us he that he didn't really know much more yeah. besides those books. Oh, well. All right. So anyway, to the quarry. Okay. Uh, you guys make your way through town to the quarry. Um, when you get there, though, you discover that it is incredibly heavily guarded. Like... 
more guards than you've ever seen in one place at any one time. Maybe I can dance my way into this. More than you can count. I say we uh we, we sniper this, we watch the proceedings from a distance and hide, and then we see what's going on. Yeah, that's good. Wait, wait, but maybe all this is going down inside, like, the cave, and we're not going to be able to see it if we're outside the cave. That's definitely an option. I was thinking, like, when AC's people arrive, we try to slip in with them. All right, let's just wait and see what happens. I mean, since I, I'm guessing this isn't going on yet. No, you've still got, you've still got a, a, like, a couple of hours. By now, after marching across town a couple of times, maybe it's around 10 o'clock. Okay, um, I'm looking for... Let's... Uh, Ronaldo looks for a place that is uh, a good place to hide. I don't know if I need to roll for that, but that is what I want to do. Yeah, we're all gonna we're gonna stay like a not conspicuous distance away so we can keep watch uh, at the front, but also for who's coming. Yeah, if there's a barrel, I'm looking for one of those. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, it's um, it's the only exit that you're aware of to the quarry. There's a lot of equipment, like, you know, water barrels, slabs of stone, piles of rope, carts, just kind of, like, hanging around. You sort of get the impression that there were people using them, and then they were ushered off-site very quickly. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I'm not trying to do anything specific or, or <laughs> obvious. Like, we're just going to chill. Okay. Are we, are, are we planning on chilling? Yeah. Yeah. We're not, like, actively hiding. We're, like, staying a normal distance away, sitting down and, like, doing something, like, writing. Yeah, we're Flip, flipping through my prayer book. Yeah, Ronaldo gets out a little piece of paper he's been writing on, and he continues to write on it. Okay. Uh, is that plot point ever going to come home to roost? Because you've been doing that for, like, four episodes straight. Oh, ha- oh have I? Yeah, and if it turns out you're just doing a fucking Sudoku, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going you're, you're gonna to wait until... You know, the exchange. Until, yeah, until something happens. Either yeah. AC's people show up, or Erlen's show up, or uh, Gorfanax bursts to the ground and starts eating people. Yeah. Okay. Um, at about 11.30 or so, as, as the evening goes on, you know, gradually, like, the, the, the general population has a tendency to thin out, but... Um, you, people start talking in sort of like alarmed, hushed tones about that huge fucking fire on the other end of town uh, and how people are really, really worried about it and it looks like we may not be able to stop it at all. Um, uh, at, at about 11.30, you see um, Lord Erlen with another contingent of guards um, show up uh, and he he's approached by... You see Silas and his personal guard Oh, um, you noticed that? Hell yeah! But when uh, when he approaches the um, the group that's stationed at the gate, um, he gets approached by you know the the one kind of like who seems to be in charge, um, and they have a a sort of a quiet conversation. Um, uh, Ernan looks frustrated, really frustrated, really stressed out, like he's. He's not happy. He's uh, he, you wouldn't go so far as to call the, like the look in his eyes panic. It's probably a bad idea to offer him a hug, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It now would not be a time to give him a surprise shoulder massage. 
Um, so much for that role. <laughs> he gets, um, like, after having a short conversation with the guard, um, he has a moment where his temper gets the better of him. Um, he doesn't yell at the guard or anything like that, but you, you see him kind of like... His veneer breaks for a moment. Um... And he sort of snarls and, like, screws up his face as if he's kind of... He's hit a wall and he doesn't quite know what to do next. And you see him sort of, like, frantically look around um, the outside streets. And he he marches to the the entrance gate of the quarry and he's like, you know, you see his gaze darting around and then he marches back and he just starts pacing and nervously fidgeting, like, ferociously chewing on a fingernail and, like, tugging at his hair and, and just... Not not having a good time. He's having a bit of a conniption fit. All right. I mean, do you guys think we could take him? <laughs> how many how many guards are there? That's what I'm asking. Uh, he walked in with twenty guards. Um, nice. And if you just let's say during the time that you sat around and idly counted how many guards you could see at the quarry, yeah, uh, you could pick out at least fifty. Okay. How are many there... did the kidnappers say they could bring? Twenty. So they they have not stuck to that. There's a lot more than that, yes? Um, math says, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, um, are there any guards, like, right next to us? Like, or are we, like, far a, d- a good distance away from everything? You're a, you're a good distance away. Okay. I thought that was your, no. your yeah, intention. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to make sure. I was hoping we could, like, Stormtrooper our way in there, you know, <laughs> like, beat up three three guards and put on their uniforms, but I don't think that's a good idea. If they're all, like, in, in a clump. You know, there's no, like, there's no Three Stooges division that are, like, you know, <laughs> peeing against a wall somewhere and, like, hitting each other on the back of the head and wearing their helmets backwards, if if that's what you're asking. I was really hoping that would be a thing, but I No, these, these guys, these guys, uh, they all look like they know what they're doing, and what they're doing doesn't look to be something that they're particularly happy to be doing, so you got a lot of surly, alert expressions on faces. Okay. Ronaldo starts to get an idea, and like, so he's like scratching his chin and twirling his mustache, and then he says, Anne, I have an idea. Get Marshmallow to go cause a ruckus and like, like, sort of like snap at one of the guards, and then they'll go chase Marshmallow, and then we'll be able to get inside. I mean, this is a profoundly bad idea, and I think this might be the end of Marshmallow, but I don't have a better idea, so. Right, I literally don't. So, all right, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> what do we have? What do we have to lose except our souls? Um, Anne's gonna, yeah, signal to Marshmallow to create a distraction. Basically, run by, not not snap at. Like that's too that's too risky. But run by so that everyone can see. You know, like a hundred feet away or whatever, and just run the opposite direction. Marshmallow can move twice as fast as a human. There should mm. be no mathematical way for them to catch him. Okay, what happens? Um, alright, uh, Marshmallow goes, like, you know, runs like crazy. Uh... Can he do the Weasel War Dance? The what? YouTube it. <laughs> it's a thing ferrets do, it's adorable. I refuse to. Um... <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna do it right now, because we've only got a little bit of time left, you know, oh. I've only got, I've only got, um, uh, 20 minutes until I have to go to Kung Fu, and even then, I'm probably gonna end the session before then, because... <clears throat> I, I don't know if you guys know this, but some shit's about to go down. Yeah, it's it's basically breakdancing. They can breakdance. Okay, fine. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, okay. It can it can do the weasel war dance, which is not a series of words I ever thought I would say, but... Yes. 
it gets out into the courtyard in front of the gates to the um to the quarry and does the weasel war dance um <laughs> session saved <laughs> marshmallow's got some pretty sick moves um there's a little bit of popping and locking in there um and yeah the the um the leader of the guard uh uh who's standing guard at the quarry takes immediate notice of that and you see him speak to some like uh, uh nearby guards and about 10 of them uh peel off from the gate and and go to pursue marshmallow when marshmallow begins to run away um he turns around and says Sir, we're not going to be able to catch it on foot. You can hear this because he's he's quite far away at this point in time, and he's yelling, and he says, We're going to need horses. So the captain of the guard signals, and um, uh, ten armed men on horses come out of the quarry. Oh, my God. He got a good lead, and he's as fast as a horse, so I'm, not even, <laughs> I'm actually not even worried. And start, <laughs> uh, start chasing after uh Unless they have crossbows and marshmallow. shoot him. He got a good lead. Okay. Also, he's stealthy as fuck. He could probably hide. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> All right, look. If if a uh, ten horseback riding uh, guards leapt came out of the cave and chased Marshmallow, does that mean that all the other guards are just there? Yeah. So there was fifty, and then he brought twenty, and then apparently there's dudes inside. Oh my god! This is like the Comic Con of guards. <laughs> like everyone showed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Ronaldo says, okay, I don't have any more ideas. <laughs> you guys want to just fuck off? <laughs> All right, um, is, all right, I look around for, um, that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Mining equipment? Is that, is there anyone, anything near me? Um, it's not really mining equipment, but okay. yeah. Okay. There's a, there's, it's a little different. He said there was, like, carts and barrels and shit. Was there a cart? Yeah, yeah, there's a cart. Okay, um, do I see Silas? Um, you see Silas, yeah, standing, like, very, very close to the Lord. Oh, God damn it! He came, he came in, he came in with Lord Erlen. He came in as part of his, his attache, if you will. Okay, alright, here's what I'm gonna do. I... <laughs> Johnny's like, seven dragons show up, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, okay. <coughs> Ronaldo, I am... <laughs> how do I say this? I want to allow Silas to be aware of that I am here in a way that no one else of the 70 other people do. That's but a performance how... <laughs> role, dog. Yeah, how do I do that? Like, psychically... <laughs> Isn't that performance? Like, grab the cart and, like, roll it around and be like, Melons, get your melons here! <laughs> 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 like, try, try to catch right. his eye. Alright, I put Anne in the cart. And, <laughs> and, and then I say, Anne, I need butt touch. Now. Okay, yeah, it's a D4. Uh, Boom. Four. four. Okay, so plus four to that, and plus three to performance. Uh, Let me see. So plus seven. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh my god, <laughs> this is like so nerve-wracking. Seventeen. Okay, Ronaldo uh, puts Anne in the cart. And says, slave for sale. Oh. <laughs> Tiny slave with small hands. Good for reaching things in small crevices. And, and crevasses. 
Alana's uh, just gonna raise her uh, eyebrows. We're bad people and we deserve to fail on this quest. Oh, wow. Uh, I, by the way, I left Alana over there, so uh, if we uh, get, like, captured, uh, one of us is still around. So that's what I do. I rolled a 17. That's pretty solid. And I gotta say, my uh, idea was pretty sweet. So it's up to you, Johnny, how well this went. Um, okay. Uh... Oh my god. <laughs> I give you points for creativity, that's for sure. I'm sorry. Um, okay, uh, so yeah, you, you wheel out into the street and, uh, and, and start spouting your sales pitch. Um, and it's, it's a little, it's a little hard to miss. I mean, you know... <laughs> Like it's not it's it's not it's not exactly the French connection with that like little nose rub thing, you know? <laughs> it's it's a little more obvious than that. Um so uh, a, quite a like a, a number of the guards uh, notice you, but I mean don't look immediately alarmed. Um because all they see is I I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Um <laughs> tomfoolery. Yeah, yeah, okay, tomfoolery. Uh, like a lot of them aren't aren't really focused on you though. Um none of them are are really taking you too seriously. Um because uh, obviously everybody's a little more concentrated on the matter at hand. Um but you do actually get Silas's attention. He looks you see him because you you keep kind of like sidelining glances his way. Um and he looks up and he recognizes you. Um, and when when one of the guards um, speaks to uh, the captain, one of the guards that's noticed you speaks to the captain. Um, the captain gestures in your direction to him, and he begins to to walk your way. Silas uh, um, walks up to the guy, puts a hand on his shoulder, whispers something in his ear, and and walks up to you across the courtyard. Wait, Silas walks up to me, or the guard? Or the guard? Okay, yeah, okay. Silas. Like another another guard was about to walk up to you, but Silas uh, uh, puts his hand on his shoulder, whispers something in his ear, and then and then walks up to you. Please buy me, sir. I'm really good at uh, sewing because my tiny little hands can <laughs> thread needles. <laughs> he gets close and and just like you know, almost hisses at you and says, "This is the last place that you should be right now." Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo doesn't entirely know uh, what Silas is t- talking about. So he had Ronaldo has his like um hat over his eyes, and then he lifts up real quickly and says, "It's me, Ronaldo." <laughs> <laughs> What's the first place we should be? I would like to go there. Ronaldo says, "All right, so we need to uh save the Lord's son or something." Look, I'm a little fuzzy on what our quest is anymore, but the point <laughs> is, we're supposed to be here, actually. Did Alana tell us about the? Because we we exchange information. Uh, Jess, did you tell us about the conversation you overheard? I don't think I did. Okay. okay. I mean, it would be it would be out of character for you to be useful at this point. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't. I don't even like the thing is is like I don't think like because the tw- the reputation of the twist and the fact that there's so many guards like even if they are my customers I'm trying very hard not to be conspicuous at all that's fine that's irrelevant to everything i just said but okay all right all right. what is what is uh, silas say um <laughs> he says i know it's you you're a little easy to recognize <laughs> and R- ronaldo lifts his eyebrow up and he says yeah i am um 
Please buy me. I'm a really good value. <laughs> okay, Ronaldo says. Okay, so, um, how can we help? Uh, he says, I don't know that you can. <laughs> well, what, well what, what, what is going on here? I mean, what you have the inside uh, track here. So, what is uh, the Lord saying? Like, why and why is he like flipping his shit? Erlen repositioned almost every single guard in the city to the quarry when he realized that that's where the exchange was going to be. He hoped as, that he... I'm sorry, as, as soon as as soon as soon um, Silas uh, said that, Renato's eyes, like, light up, but then he lets him continue. <laughs> he said, he says, he hoped that he would be able to intercept Ulick uh, and, well, what he thinks is you three, um, from sneaking into the quarry in order to make the exchange, but... Well, obviously, we didn't find you, and we haven't found them either, and... Uh... Okay, out of character, new plan. Do you guys want to break into the manor and wait for him to get home and then murder the fuck out of him? <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing, but also looting. Uh... <laughs> um... oh. <laughs> What sort of thievery can we get up to? Yeah, um, Ronaldo, um, says, okay, so, uh, is, are are the bad guys not coming, or what? We don't know. Okay, so here's our, here's our other plan, um, I'll, (sighs) god damn it, okay, we're gonna wait over here and see if anything happens. If something happens, we will do things. If something does not happen, we are going to go back to the manor and sneak inside, because no one will be able to stop us. And then we'll see what we see. Um, Silas says to you, oh, the manor's not empty. That that feels a little bit like a retcon. (laughs) (laughs) How how many guards were there? Like, ballpark it. Like, guesstimate. He says, probably only about... Ten? Oh, okay. I could take ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes home and there's ten dead bodies. He's like, "No, nah, this is probably fine." He, he, no, Silas, Silas says, "No, no, Master Master Lonigan is there." Oh shit! Oh, I want to kill him. Um, there's a lot of killing we could be up to right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, all right, we'll wait here for now and see what happens. But if uh things uh go sideways, we're gonna I'm gonna like roll us in this cart. And like right back to the the manor and sneak inside and then just murder the shit out of Lonigan. So that's my plan. Anyway, you you go back over there, uh, uh honey. I don't think this was. Uh, I don't know if this was clear because we just uh planned a murder in front of you, but Lonigan is a demon worshiper and that makes it okay. Yeah, he's the, he's he's the worst. He's like the second worst guy. He's like the Darth Vader to uh the other guy's Palpatine. So anyway, you 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 go back over there. I don't want to get you. In like trouble. Silas would understand that reference. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he didn't say it in character, obviously. Silas Silas kind of like looks a little shocked and horrified at you, and then takes like two steps backwards. Oh God damn it! And then just turns and walks away. Okay, I still feel like he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> and yells back at him, you wouldn't know a good deal if it bit you on the face. <laughs> um as he gets back to uh as he gets back to the um uh um the guard in charge and, and Lord Erlen, you see him uh kinda like motion with his finger. Um 
and uh, the the guard in charge nods, uh, and almost as soon as he does that, you see a very very bright kind of flare-like light, um, sort of shoot up into the sky from the quarry, um, and a, a a very loud womanly voice yells, "Erlin, I've got something of yours." The end. The end. To be continued. Fuck. Okay, it got real good at the end there. I'm gonna edit out the first half hour. <laughs> I that uh, my reading was great. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> Next time on Dice Funk. When you enter the room, suddenly breaking the door down, the bears freeze. One of them even drops their teacup. It shatters, and the one in the top hat and monocle exclaims, Oh, shit. Even if we get caught in the crossfire and die horrible deaths, I have to say, I think we, I think this was a win overall. Did you see Marshmallow? He was super cute. I'm pretty comfortable selling Anne. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> As always, our theme song is A Fistful of Nickels, the overclocked remix arrangement of Shadow's theme from Final Fantasy VI. Executive producers for March 2016 are Joseph Timbrello, Ingmar Gremmen, The Cult of Gorfanax, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Dash Sean the Rage Monster, Carl Kurtz, Eric Kimball, Harrison Andrew, Luke Powers, Phoenix Mod, Jade, Tarka, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Anna Stuhlfarer, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlo, Cody Jackson, August Drew, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show, there are a number of ways to get the word out, whether you comment on Channel Awesome, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Podbean, or rate us on iTunes. If you want to help more directly, you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can find Jess at patreon.com slash ravenallegria13. And you can find me at patreon.com slash austinyorski. If you want to support Johnny, you can buy him an HTC Vive. Please, someone, for the love of God.